Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Dungeons Guide. It's been a while since my last podcast, but that's because the next couple are going to be me reading the the uh, Lost Journals, a Mojang official book, which I honestly pretty much just like... When I read it, I... The first time I read it was, like, way back in 2019 when I just started playing Minecraft. And I never really thought that, like, it would be important. But now I realize it to be one of the most lore-worthy books out of the ones that Mojang has officially published. The other one, I think, is The Dragon, which has, um, it's the most updated in-character story. So, let's get started. Okay, so let's get started with the Blockopedia entry. What's it going to be today? Okay. Here we go. And today it is the... Azalea. The flowering azalea leaves, azalea, hanging roots, and rooted dirt. Okay, so azalea. Deep underground in the lush caves, you'll see the bright leaves of the azalea, a plant block that can cover many ground blocks like dirt and podzol and moss blocks. The flowering variant is adorned with purple petals, too. They have a small chance to drop themselves when mined. Flowering azalea. Found underground in lush caves. Okay, flowering azalea leaves. Like more common leaves on trees, azalea leaves appear as foliage on azalea trees that sprout above lush caves. There are two different types which match the plant varieties. One is solely formed of leaves, while the flowering version has the same pattern of purple petals. Azalea leaves. Hanging roots. Appearing beneath azaleas. Hanging roots are an unusual block that attach to whichever block the azalea is topping. They can be detached using shears, but then reattach to the underside of other blocks for decoration or thrown into a composter to increase the compost level. Found underground in lush caves. Rooted dirt. Rooted dirt is an azalea-infused ground block that runs thick with roots. Grass mycelium can't spread to this block, and you can't place plant flowers on it. It's found between azalea trees on the surface and lush caves below. You can collect it without a tool or use a hoe to turn it into dirt. It's found underground in lush caves. Oh, by the way, on the prologue and all the journal entries, they're like blotted out parts. So when they're cut off, I'm just going to say like what's left. So for instance, the first sentence on the prologue is from the lost journal of Neh. That's all that I can say. From the Lost Journal of N. Today, I nursed the considerable burns I received when encountering, and I barely made it out alive. It was a yellow monstrosity, a cube surrounded by... I foolishly thought that my shirt would be good enough, thinking this was just a scouting mission. The the promise of strong and other riches are too tempting to ignore. But wool armor is not a thing that exists, despite what insisted... My shirt protected me from nothing. I'll have to tell that they were wasting their time. And I'm sorry for the lost wool. And the lost sheep. I didn't find something of interest. But it was guarded by those fire things. I will have to get more data before I face them again. Now to sneak to the village to see if someone will trade a healing potion with me. I hope I don't run across... I couldn't face them right now. 
I think I perfected building the portal. Almost nothing went wrong this time. I did have the problem with zombies on this side, and on the other side, they were more of the terrible fire creatures. But hey, when life gives you mushrooms, you make mushroom soup. I made a small platform and brought a, and brought a great deal of cobblestone through, the, to, through to build a safe area. I think I am making progress. Why write things down if you don't intend anyone to read them? And yet I hope no one reads this. I've been attacked by more creatures on the other side and barely escaped in my life. If I can't find a safe place to live there, I will certainly die. But living on this side is no longer an option. If you do find this journal, don't follow my lead. The danger is high and the risks are many. The only treasure I've gotten is a block of material that burns me when I touch it. Nothing valuable is on the other side. Right now, I seek only freedom. Part 1 Chapter 1 Might as well raise mushrooms. Orange and red heads bobbed up and down in the local cove, bleeding as they surfaced and gurgling when they sank. Allison shook her head. The sheep had gotten loose and gone straight for the water. Again. She crossed her arms and watched their fuzzy square heads appearing and disappearing in the water, showing no sign that they were considering coming to dry land any time soon. What was with these sheep? They wanted to be in the water more than any sheep she'd ever known. Her parents had bred the animals for their coloring, but as far as she knew, they hadn't tried to crossbreed with squid. Speaking of squid, from the dark smudges in the water, the sheep had attracted some friends. The sun hung high in the sky, so Allison had time to wade in and get them, but she hated swimming after the little monsters. Wet wool was the worst smell. Fantastic, she muttered, pushing her sleeves up. She pulled some wheat from her pack and walked to the edge of the cove. What's up? came a voice over her shoulder. She jumped and whirled. Her best friend stood behind her, head cocked. Max, she shouted. Don't do that. I thought you were a creeper. He shrugged. Was I hissing? I just wanted to know what you were up to. He leaned to look around her. Oh, sheep swimming again? She was torn between pointing at the stupidly obvious and telling me to get away from the water. She decided on both. Apple and Little Prince got, got out again. I'm getting them back, Max opened his mouth, and but she continued hurriedly. Alone, Max. Your mom will kill you if you go near the water again, and then she'll kill me twice. She looked around. He looked around with exaggerated focus, shielding his eyes from the sun with his hand. Hmm, I don't see her anywhere, and I'm already near the water. He edged closer and dipped his toes in, eyes squeezed shut. Then he opened them. Did I die? Not yet, Allison said through gritted teeth. Just help. Let me get them out of there. If you want to help, go check their pen or something. Figure out why they got out again. Max took another step into the water, watching the animals splash around. Allison had to admit that she did look like they were definitely having the time of their lives in that cove. A squid had definitely joined them, its tentacles waving in and out of the water alongside the sheep's brightly colored heads. You know they like me better than you, he said. You need my help. That makes no difference. They'll come if I've got, if I've got food, Allison said, exasperated. And no, they don't like you better. But they did. It really annoyed her that the red and orange line of her family's flock liked her best friend and ignored her. Today was no different. They must have thought Max was coming to play with them, because the moment he was up to his knees in the water, they bleated happily and began to swim towards him. He hadn't even tried to get their attention with wheat. Max! came a loud shout, and Allison winced. 
She didn't turn around. She knew that sound very well. Max's mom made it all the time. Get out of the water right now! She brushed by Allison without a word and ran into the water. Apple and Little Prince bleated in panic and turned to escape, eager to get away from the rampaging, splashing monster that had bored down on Max. The squid dove into the deep. Max's mom paid no attention. Max had barely begun to protest when his mom grabbed him around the middle and muscled him back towards the beach. Max struggled. Mom, it's okay. I'm not drowning. I wasn't going any deeper, he shouted. Allison needed help with the sheep. I will not risk losing you again, his mom said, tears already forming in her furious eyes. She dumped him on the sand and put her hands on her hips. You won't lose me, Max said, but his last words were cut off when a grunt from his mother bent over suddenly and grabbed him again, wrapping him in a tight hug. Don't you forget I already lost you already, she repeated, ignoring his struggles. Allison looked away, embarrassed. In recent months, months, seeing others' families' closeness, even the weird closeness Max had with his overprotective family, made her uncomfortable. And Allison, Max's mom said, letting her son go and putting her hands on her hips again, I thought you knew better. Don't yell at, at Allie, Mom, Max said, stepping, betwe stepping between them. She told me not to go. I didn't listen. She should still take care of you. She's older. By less than a year, Max protested. I'm 12. I don't need her to be my babysitter. We will talk about this at dinner, you two, she said, then pointed at Max. Don't go into the water again. Max sighed. Yeah, okay. I'll go check the pens, Alley, and be really careful not to go near any water on the way. I don't know what to do about my spit, though. It's pretty hard to avoid. He spat on the ground, then sprinted away from it, arms failing, flailing in mock panic. That's not funny, Max's mother called her as she watched him go, tears dribbling down her face. I don't want him near the water, she reminded Allison, as if she'd forgotten. I know, Allison said. I don't want to be near the water either, but the pen broke again and I had to get the sheet back. Max's mom wiped her cheeks and took a deep breath. Composed, she looked at Allison, pity in her swollen eyes. Why? she asked gently. Why what? Do I, why do I need them back? Because they got out. Allison said, blinking at her. Why did the pen break? I don't know. But I do know when the sheep get out, and when that happens, you put them back in. My grandfather had a stupid saying about it, something like, when the sheep get out, might as well raise mushrooms. Max's mom frowned. That makes no sense. I mean, why do you worry about the sheep? They do fine if you let them go wild. You don't need to care for them anymore. And we don't need the wool. You need, and you don't need the responsibility. There's definitely no reason to keep breeding them, and fixing the pen just takes you back to your house over and over again. You could do without the memories, you know. She put a little emphasis on over and over, reminding Allison that going back to her destroyed house wasn't doing her any good. She patted Allison on the shoulder. Think about it. I'll see you at dinner. Allison stared into the water avoid to avoid watching her go. The pen had been a ways from the house, through the through a copse of trees, so when she visited the sheep, she didn't actually see the ruined treehouse that she used to call home. She visited the pen often, trying to be responsible for the sheep. She felt she owed them that much. But Max's mom was right. They didn't need the wool anymore, and Allison was wasting time and materials with frequent repairs in the pens and losing whole afternoons running after the lost flock. Then again, they were one of the few sources of joy in her life. She gazed out at the swimming sheep who happily played with the squid, which had resurfaced and playfully and was playfully wrapping its tentacles around Apple.
Little Prince was trying to headbutt the tentacles that got near him. Allison heard thumping steps behind her, and before she could turn around, Max was back, riding past her toward the cove. The cove. With a woof, he jumped into the shallow water, making the biggest splash he possibly could have, and waited with high, galumphing steps toward the sheep, who greeted him with happy bleats. Allison laughed and weighed, waited after, out after him, waving the wheat over her head. Even with the threat of getting into trouble hanging over them, Max could always make her laugh and forget about her problems for a moment. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Wait, no.